Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, animal friends, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and it is always a pleasure to spend my Sunday mornings with animal people like you. Some of you faithful listeners might remember a special organization that we had on the show a while back called Orange Dog. They're a fairly unique organization in what they do because they rescue small dogs from shelters here in the United States and then fly them up to a shelter in Canada on their special freedom flights. Remarkably, all these little dogs they take up there get adopted very quickly due to a shortage of small dogs up there, so that is very cool. Orange Dog is having a very special event to coincide with an upcoming freedom flight that you'll definitely want to hear about. Then after our halftime break, Jim Montgomery from Cats on Deck has some great products to tell us about that will make your indoor kitties quite happy. All this and more are coming right up here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt, and I am pleased to introduce our first guest of the morning. It's Sheila Whitwicky, the director of Orange Dog Foundation. Welcome to the Pet Place, Sheila. Good morning. Thanks for having us. I'm so pleased that you could be here today. You know, we've talked about the Orange Dog Foundation in the past and, and what you do, but for our listeners who are unfamiliar, let's go ahead and uh, give a little refresher about what Orange Dog is. What the Orange Dog does? Sure, sure. So we're a, a charitable foundation in, that we're, we're in Canada, and our, our passion is rescuing animals. So what, what our, our, our work that we do is, is rescuing animals primarily from California, um, flying them to Canada where, they, where we work with local um, humane societies to adopt them into loving forever homes. That's wonderful. And I, I understand you take a lot of smaller dogs because there's a little bit of a shortage up in Canada, there, the smaller There breed. is. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually. We have, um, in particular, in the shelter that in the shelter that we work with in Edmonton, there's a lot of of large dogs. Um, many of them are older, but there's a real shortage of those really cute little pups, which you have a, an overabundance of in in, in um, California. Um, so, and they're in huge demand in Edmonton. People love love to adopt them. So when they come to Canada, they're adopted very quickly. Oh, that's wonderful. And how does the process work? You have somebody out here in California who notifies you there's this dog in this shelter and this dog in this shelter. Tell me a little bit about what happens. Sure. So what we do, we work with a local shelter who um, for months before the the Freedom Flight um, works to kind of collect up, you know, 50 or 60 dogs, making sure that they've you know, completed the, the required health checks and things like that before that they before they're brought to Canada. So they work really hard with all kinds of volunteers and foster moms and things like that to hold back um, 50 or 60 dogs that we then come to the airport, pick them up. When they come to Canada, we turn them directly over to to a, a local humane society, a no-kill shelter uh, here in Edmonton, who take you know very good care of the pups. 
and then put them up for adoption. Within a few days, they you know have to go through some health checks and personality checks and those kinds mm-hmm, of things first, mm-hmm. and then they and then they're adopted out almost within two weeks. I find it just so fascinating that a shelter would actually need animals. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's beyond quite, the scope of imagination down here. Yeah, it's quite, and it's got some some great impacts for for our local shelters too. The auxiliary adoptions of of dogs and cats and birds and reptiles and things like that also go up because there's so many people that come to the shelter looking for these for these dogs from California. Because like I said, there's such a shortage of small dogs in our shelters in Canada. And then they end up seeing some thing, of the I other guess, animals. Oh yeah, that's a very good thing. But then they see these other animals and they go, oh, wow, I'm going to yeah. take this one, too. I hadn't, yeah, maybe a, maybe a cat is a good thing for us, for our family or whatever. Wow, yeah, so. that is so cool. And how long has this all been going on? So we've been doing it for about uh, three years now. Okay. We've rescued um, over 300 dogs in, in, I think this is our fifth flight coming up um, at the end of October. Okay, do you do it maybe once or twice? Uh, a month or less than uh, no we do them we do about three flights a year okay. so we're we're fully we're charity so when we have raised enough money to do the next flight we we get working on the next flight is it a charter flight or do you know somebody who has a uh, aircraft yeah we have a, a great connection through our founder jan folk um to uh, a private aircraft so the dogs fly in absolute luxury um, <laughs> when they come to Canada. Um, yeah, so that's how we how we make that happen. Okay. Are there any? I I know that you said you had some health uh, checks that you have to comply with. What are the rules of transporting animals beyond the borders? Do they have to have any special things done before they go? Um, I know. I don't know kind of all of the details. These are these are a lot of the details that the volunteers at the humane societies um, coordinate. Okay. We. I, I should be clear. We're not in the business of adopting dogs. We're in the business of finding money and raising money to transport dogs okay. where they can be adopted. One thing I know that they need is a rabies shot. Is an important thing before they cross the border. And then mm-hmm. I think there's a few other kind of health. Uh, checks that they do. Okay, and they don't have to stay in quarantine for any period of time once nope, they go. No, nope, nope. that's good. The Humane Society works, yeah, really closely with the the border services folks, so they're all in the know and and know that the plane's coming. They come on, they check all of the animals. So, yeah, they they're a great partner too. Well, how much do these flights cost? Would you say when you when you schedule one a year or three a year? What what's the cost of a flight? They're expensive. It's expensive to operate a a, a private jet um, that can carry sixty dogs. In each, you know, they're all in individual cages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's expensive. I think it's a it's almost twenty thousand dollars a flight. Oh wow! And how do you raise the money for this? Oh, we've got some some great great friends. Um, our founder Jan Folk has has been a, a long time member of, of the business community in Edmonton, so a lot of her network has helped out. Um, but we've got lots of great anonymous donations from people all over Canada and the United States. That's wonderful. Do you have a website where somebody can find out more, and do you have photos and maybe yeah, a blog about what's going on and that yep. sort of thing? Tell if, me. If anyone can visit us at orangedog.ca. And there you can find out information about the upcoming flight. Learn about kind of previous flights. We follow some of the dogs in terms of where they where they where they are now, where they've been adopted to. Oh, so you Um, have some success stories. Oh, absolutely. Yep, lots of them. Lots of them we still see. (laughs) What's your favorite success story so far? Oh, well, uh, two. If I if we have time for two. Sure. One of them, um, a little. Chihuahua that that came from California on the first flight. Her name was Blueberry. Mm-hmm. She had very very um, 
sad story. I think she was found in a garbage can. It was it was extremely sad. And her picture is now all over our website. She's she's kind of our our um, spokes dog. Spokes dog. Yeah. Uh, so she's all over those. You can't miss her when you go to the website. These big 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 ears. Um, she's just the cutest little dog. And the other one was was a little pup named Pepper. Uh, that that uh, we brought up on the third flight, and when the when the plane was going back, the pilot was late. We're thinking, gosh, where is the pilot? Where is the pilot? And it turns out he went back to the Humane Society and adopted her and took her back to California oh. and gave her to his, his granddaughter. So, yeah. So she had a little extra flight time. Yeah. She had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is very sweet. I understand that you've got a really fun fundraiser coming up. Can you tell me a little bit about sure, that? Sure, sure. So uh, just before the flight leaves on the 27th, we're having kind of a send-off party at the Orange Dog Bar and Grill in Huntington Beach. Um, so anyone can go. It's from 6 to 10 p.m. on the 26th, and there's happy hour prices all night. And this is uh, at a restaurant that also donates some of their proceeds to the Orange Dog Foundation. Tell me a little bit about the Orange Dog Restaurant. I understand it's got quite a lot of character. Sure, sure. So it's, again, it's um, um, kind of the brainchild of, of Jan Folk, our, our founder. Um, she's, you know, passionate, passionate, passionate about rescuing dogs. So in just about every business venture she undertakes, there's some element of, of giving back to uh, to animal welfare or dogs or things like that. So uh-huh. this is a restaurant she's, She's created it's called the Orange Dog Bar and Grill, and and again, a portion of their proceeds go back to to the Orange Dog Foundation and their you know, pet friendly pet lovers. So it's a oh, great, so you great can restaurant. bring your dog then. Well, I'm not sure. Well, I don't think you can bring your dog into the restaurant. Just I think I remember Jan telling us that they had outdoor seating, and you can bring your dog to the outdoor seating yeah. area. Yeah, but not to the not okay. To the part, yeah, and then yeah. is the indoor completely dog themed? Uh, yeah, there's pictures of dogs. You can get some of some of the orange dog products at the restaurant. It's a yeah, it's a great place to go. What are those orange dog products? Oh gosh, well we have them on our website, but just about anything uh, you can think of to enjoy time with your dog. We've really tried to find products um, of which the sales go to to support the, the uh, foundation. Um, but really interesting uh, products. Um, my favorite one is uh, there's a birthday party package where where you can get bone shaped cakes for your dog, and party hats, and invitations for your dog's uh, birthday, and all kinds of things. But all the usual stuff: collars and beds and bones and that kind of stuff. Okay, and you said that part of the proceeds from the products also go to help the rescue efforts, right? Yes, it's all of the proceeds. Oh, that is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Gosh, I am so impressed by everything you guys do. And let's remind everybody one more time what your website is and the date and the time of your big event coming up on the, you know, in this month, end of this month. Sure. So the website is www.orangedog.ca. And the event is on the 26th. It's a send-off party um, at the Orange Dog Bar and Grill in Huntington Beach, and it's from 6 until 10 p.m. Wonderful. And the actual flight takes place on the 27th? On the 27th, early in the morning. That is so exciting. Sheila, this is a wonderful project, and I hope you have continued success with your Freedom Flights. Please stay in touch and let us know all your good news. We absolutely will. 
Okay, it's time now for our mid-show station message. But don't go away because Jim Montgomery from Cats on Deck is going to elaborate on how you can make your indoor cats very happy with an amazing and safe play area. This is coming right up here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining me now is Jim Montgomery from Cats on Deck. Hi, Jim. How are you today? I'm fine, Marie. How are you? I'm doing very well. Okay, let's talk about cats on deck. First of all, what is it? Are we talking about boats here and kitties <laughs> on boats? No, we're talking about uh, cat enclosures. Oh, okay. I, I'm a big fan of cat enclosures because it, it keeps kitties in a safe place but still allows them to run around and have fun. That's right. Can you tell me a bit about, well, the history of cats on deck, how did it get started? It really got started. I had 13 cats that were all rescues and um, trying to contain them uh, over the years, just uh, uh, one attempt after the other, which didn't work. I tried the fences, the special fences. I've tried everything from uh, water spray fences. Uh, um, I can't even remember line. now. But, um, yeah. the, uh, and it finally became pretty apparent that the only way to really contain them would be to completely envelop them in some sort of um, uh, cage, uh, and that's how uh, Cats on Deck uh, started uh, becoming a reality. Okay, so if you have a, a nice area in, well, if you live in an apartment and you have a balcony area, can you build an enclosure on your balcony? Oh, yes, yes. How, uh, how does that work? That's, a, that's actually how the name came around, because... Uh, so many people were asking about um, uh, what is there anything out there for somebody that lives in an apartment or a condominium. Okay. So that's how Cats on Deck really came up. Of course, uh, a major portion of our customers uh, own homes. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's great for apartments or condos for a number of reasons. Uh, it's easy to put up. You can take it down. If you oh, should. I was wondering about how difficult it was to assemble these things. Right. It's, it's assembled. Uh, it's essentially kind of like a Lego arrangement that you just uh, clamp uh, panels, screened uh, wire mesh panels together with our special clamp. Oh, that sounds excellent. And, and then it's it's there's no sharp areas. Everything is cat yes, safe. Yes. Uh, the um, and then the um, you can uh, change the configuration. You can change the size. We've had people start off with some smaller kits, and then end up over a period of time by adding more panels uh, with a, a substantially large kits. Okay, and do these have little climbing areas and little yes. caves? And yes, I think that's one of the places where we really shine. Actually, what we're doing is we're, we're, we're providing more than just a box. Mm -hmm. We're providing a means to enrich the lifestyle of a cat. And the cats are vertically oriented, and so we paid a lot of attention to the shelving areas. We have huge shelves. The shelves are full shelves are 30, uh, roughly 30 by 30 inches. And are these wood? Are they carpet? No, they're made of the same material as the panels, the wire mesh, and then we uh, have special carpet clamps that clamp it on. Okay. Uh, and, the, and the purpose of that are twofold. One is to be able to remove the carpet, clean it, mm -hmm. 
and uh, the other is if it should rain, they dry really quickly because uh, they're not sitting on a solid surface. They're sitting on a wire mesh. Okay. And then the kitties probably like to sharpen their claws on those, too. But of course. <laughs> <laughs> and how about toys and little things that you can add? Well, we don't we don't get into that kind of part of it. Uh, we, we, what we do is we have a lot of accessories, but they're all oriented towards uh, the kids. In other words, we have ramps. We have uh, kitty what we call the, uh, the cat's meow loft, which is a special attachment that you can put on top of our kit. It's a single level or a two double uh, two you know two level loft, so that because cats love heights. Definitely. And uh, you know, most of the people that have these uh, lofts tell us it's a race to the t- once the cats go into the enclosure, it's a race to who gets up to the top first. Wow, <laughs> king of the mountain. <laughs> right, and then we have uh, you know we have what we call kitty cubbies or little kind of uh, berths that uh, hang on the side uh, where they can sleep in that little area. Oh, okay, and those I mean, are pretty comfy. Oh yeah, yeah. Cats, uh, cats. Actually, uh, it's been interesting with, to see the reaction of cats. We get a lot of uh, mail from our customers, pictures of their cats, mm-hmm. and uh, it's cats realize instantly that they're pretty safe, so that they don't, they don't, they, they can enjoy the outside, and they don't have to be constantly aware of any particular, uh, you know, lurking danger that might be out there. Okay. And so they immediately they recognize that, and it's really interesting to watch them. I mean, they just, uh, they can relax, they enjoy it. Uh, we haven't had a complaint from a cat yet. <laughs> <laughs> and they can watch the birds, you know. Right, they can watch Their the favorite birds, channel on uh, Right, and, you know, we're, we're doing more than just containing a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've paid, paid a lot of attention to the strength and to the structure to protect the cat as well. That's wonderful. I heard that you have something called the Tower of Meows. Tower of Meows is a pretty pretty neat little product. It, um, we um, we um, we were on Good Morning America with that uh, wow product, and um, it's uh, people are really we've been selling a lot of those. And the beauty of the Tower of Meows, it's a vertically oriented enclosure. And it's uh, really perfect for people who have small decks mm-hmm. or small areas. They just don't have a lot of area for an enclosure. I mean, some of our enclosures are like 93 uh, inches by 93 inches uh, wide and deep and then, you know, 93 inches tall. So, I mean, we can get pretty big in our enclosures. But there's a lot of people out there that just don't have room for a whole lot of uh, anything. And the Tower of Meows, uh, they, are, they take up a 7.5 square foot uh, footprint. Okay. But then they can. Uh, the queen, for example, is like three levels in there, and uh, it provides 16 and a half square feet of surface territory. And the king, which is five levels of uh, surface, um, is something is 25 and a half square feet. So you get a lot of area for the cats, but not a big footprint. Wow, that's really cool. So they could run and jump on to the different levels and right. hang out wherever they want to. And right, and a lot of people put the uh, put the uh, 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 litter box on the bottom level. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, we have what we call a pet door attachment uh, panel for those who have pet doors in um, windows. Oh, I was going to ask you about doors. that. So they could go in and out of the house and into the safe enclosure via the little pet door panel. Right, and then, of course, that allows you to put the uh, litter box out there. 
so you don't have to deal with a litter box in the bathroom or one of the bedrooms. Ah, that's a great idea. About how many of these have you sold so far? That I, off the top of my head, I, can, I, I know that we've done five uh, times more than we did uh, in 2010. How long have you been around? Uh, we're three years. Um, uh, we, we started in uh, 19, uh, when it was it 2008. Okay. And did you create the first prototype? How did that all start? Yeah, I, I came up with a concept. Um, my uh, partner's. Uh, uh, he's uh, an engineer, and um, so we, when we got together, uh, our two minds have really improved the, from the original uh, concept. Okay. The, uh, they, you know, putting the panels together to create an enclosure was the original concept. But so we have we have really improved on it over the years. If you buy panels, can you come up with your own designs then with panels? You can. Uh, most people, we do a, we, we'll do custom work for them for free. Oh, okay. In other words, a lot of people will call. Um, it, it's amazing to me how many people have custom requirements. And uh, they'll call up and uh, talk a little bit about what they want or what they're looking to do or what they need, you know, where it's going to go, and they'll give me some measurement dimensions or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is um, uh, send them a CAD uh, drawing of the uh, proposed kit. Okay. And they'll either say, yeah, I like that, or I need the door over here instead, or whatever, and uh, or the pet door up here, or down there, or whatever. And uh, and then uh, we create a special card form, and then and they order the kit. That is so cool. So you could totally customize how your little outdoor playpen is. Yes. Wow. And do you make all of these yourself? Yes, it's all made here in America. <laughs> But I'm How assuming, unusual is that? Yeah, that that is very unusual. <laughs> but I'm assuming you have a little staff, and you're not, you know, out there till the wee hours of the morning every day no, trying to keep no, up with orders. No, we have we have employees. <laughs> oh, that's that's good to know. Because <laughs> I'd hate to think that all of a sudden you get flooded with uh, pet place listener orders, and and you're out there working day and night trying to keep <laughs> up with them. Do you have a website where somebody could take a look at some of these enclosures? Yes, it's uh, catsondeck.com, www.catsondeck.com. Oh, now, you told me you started our conversation off where you had 13 cats. Is that what you said? Yeah, well, <laughs> it didn't start that way. It started with a, uh, re- uh, a, a cat that came around. I was living in Austin, Texas at the time. And uh, we started feeding her because she looked a little scrawny. turned out she was pregnant. Oh. So. And then, of course, there was a litter. And then uh, and before we could get the other one, these were kind of feral cats, so it's mm-hmm. not too easy to catch them. Yeah. Uh, and then pretty soon some of the litter got together, and there was more cat kitties. Oh, and no. And finally, we, we finally got them all captured, and uh, uh, at that time it was 13 of them. Uh huh. So you had them all spayed and neutered, and yes. now you have your little manageable family here. Right. <laughs> now I'm down to nine. I mean, if you're oh, okay. of old age and whatever. But, okay. Uh, are you still involved in rescue, and do you yes. help out rescues at all who yes, are looking I, for uh, Yes, I do. Uh, I'm involved with a rescue group here in uh, Tallahassee called uh, Tallahassee Big Dog Rescue, but they do. They do. Their their slogan is "We rescue." Uh, big dogs, dogs that think they're big, and cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cute. And do any of the rescues, or do any of the, um, do you p- 
provide the rescue at all with any of your enclosures to yes, help? Yes, we do for nonprofits. We 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 uh, well we've we've donated. We do donations periodically. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm um, glad to hear that. We have contests sometimes. Uh, we um, we we give them a discount. Uh, all all nonprofits, uh, and and it's amazing to me how many uh, rescue groups and shelters are um, acquiring or purchasing the uh, these kits. Well, it seems like the kitties would be a lot happier in one of these little enclosures than in the standard kennel that a lot of rescues have to use. Right. The standard, you know, the one one of the um, uh, Central Pennsylvania ASPCA is a huge uh, purchaser of our stuff, and they uh, they recognized immediately after they started using our enclosures how adoptable their cats became because. Um, they, they, they're much happier. Their their demeanor is much much better. They're not like contained in a little kind of tiny jail type looking cube. I imagine that's probably quite stressful. Yeah, and the uh, you know so they 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 have a little they have more room. These enclosures are much more open. Um, they have different levels which cats like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they uh, have said that they're uh, they're much more it enriches their lives and they're much uh, in a much better state of mind and they're much more easily adoptable. Wow, that is really nice. And can you, as a full-sized human being, get into one of these enclosures yourself if you wanted to hang out with your kitties? Yes, uh, the standard kit height is 62 inches. Okay. So for some people, like you might have to bow your head. But we have kit extensions, uh, height extensions, and, and people can order those panels as well. A few people have, but most people say, I'm not living in there. <laughs> you know, I just go in and uh, clean a little bit and whatever, and, uh, you know, the cats come into the house, and that's how we, you know, um, spend time with the cats. But uh, So they don't, they typically won't get an extension, but there are people out there that like to spend a lot of time with their cats out in the enclosure, and they typically, they usually get an extension. Most ex- most of them get the 12-inch extension, which takes it up to 70, uh, 74 inches. Okay, before I let you go, what was the name of your website one more time? www.catsondeck.com. Excellent. Jim, these sound like great products that would make any indoor cat extremely happy, and I want to thank you for stopping by and chatting with us well, this I morning. Thank you for inviting me. We need to take a quick break now, but when we come back, it's time for Pet Place News and Events, so please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. On the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewa, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. You know, animal people plan the most creative events to raise funds for helping animals, and I've got a great event to tell you about. It's called Woofs and Purrs in the Vines, and it takes place today from noon to 4 p.m. at Oak Mountain Winery, located at 36. 522 Via Verde in Temecula. There will be live music, lunch, a silent and live wine auction, games to win wine, and just a lot of fun hanging out with other animal lovers. Admission is just $35, which includes a glass of wine, a catered lunch, and some other goodies. It's truly a fun fundraiser, and if you get headed out there right now, you should make it in plenty of time. For more info, visit www.causeforpaws.org. That's all for me today. Remember, 
Pets Need Love, and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day.